Have you ever had a nightmare neighbor? You know, a neighbor from hell? You know what I'm talking about. If so, we want to hear about it in our brand new podcast, Nightmare Neighbors. That's right. We got another one in the works. But we need your stories first. Go to NightmareNeighbors.com and send in your Nightmare Neighbor story. Or call in toll-free 888-68-CRAZY. 888-68-CRAZY. And share your Nightmare Neighbor story with us. And we may talk about it and use it on a future episode of the Nightmare Neighbors podcast coming very soon. Maybe they're your current neighbors. Maybe they were a neighbor from years gone by. Now is the chance to tell your story anonymously. Go to NightmareNeighbors.com to share your Nightmare Neighbors story with us. Or call 888-68-CRAZY. And be part of the brand new Nightmare Neighbors podcast. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, a woman is haunted by unexplained sounds emanating through the halls of a closed school as she cleans it late one night. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. At Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. If you want to support the program and get even more content, get access to more than 300 bonus episodes. We call them EPP bonus episodes, extra podcast person. That's what that stands for. Sign up to be an EPP, an extra podcast person. Ghostpodcast.com is where you do that or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Same content, two different places, two different platforms, whatever you prefer using. And uh, you'll get access to all that, our ebook, our audiobook, that right there, a $30 value if you buy it through uh, Audible or Amazon. But that's included when you're an EPP. Of course, other content as well, advanced episodes, all commercial free. That's the way we support this thing and keep our pirate ship afloat. Tony and Carol Hughes joining you on today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. How are you this fine day? Well, Tony, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm coming to see you from my new home. Yeah. So since I've only been in this house a week, so far so good. But let's just keep it all kind of Casper the Friendly Ghost Stories for tonight. Maybe the next couple. Just, you know. Tonight's so sh- show is all about uh, people moving into new homes and I know, this out. is the first time Tony and I are, we've talked in two weeks and we're yeah. both in brand new homes. We are. New Th- anyway. This is uh, your first time recording and my uh, it's my first day recording. Me and Jen recorded earlier in the day too uh, here and it just, it feels really good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'd say 99.9% knock on wood. Sure. My home is not haunted. Carol, what percentage are you at? I don't. Well, <laughs> I feel I feel like that. Okay. But then sometimes I feel super anxious for no reason. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, maybe it's because I just moved into a new home and I assumed a whole lot of debt. 
Are there any weird noises I'm, or anything in the house? No, that, I have not okay. heard a weird noise. I have not heard anything. My pets are handling it like rock stars. Good. Although the first night, I thought there might be more to the house because I have a 19-year-old cat and a 2-year-old cat. Mm -hmm. My dog is 14. He's sound asleep on the bed. But the two cats, I like one of them was literally trying to climb the wall. And I'm like, oh, my God. The old one like, or the young done? one? Like, they're, they're totally whacked out. The entire night and my one old cat, it might just be because he's really old, but he can make this sound that kind of sounds like a demon baby. Ooh. And he's going around the house like, yeah. and I'm like, what the hell? But I think they were just so freaked out. You know, mm -hmm. they're cats. New environment. And they're like, what are we doing here? The second night, it was 50% better. By the fourth night... They were sleeping through the night. And now just randomly my cat gets up and makes that noise. So it just scares the shit out of me randomly. <laughs> and like last night he made the noise. So I turned on the light and he's like looking at me. He's like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Okay. He's just fucking with Thanks you. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> well, either there's something there or he just enjoys screwing with your mind. Um, now he did it at the old house too. He would okay. just randomly make this weird sound sometimes. Yeah. And I think, especially here, because, like, he moved. He's 19. Sure. He's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Where well, the fuck are we? Well, I'm glad uh, you don't have any ghost stories to report. No, not yet. No, uh, it's the greatest little house. Good. Like, it's this perfect little house. And it's like I live in a park is what it looks like. And so it's pretty awesome. Oh, good. I'm glad that... Uh, I'm glad that you're all settled and uh, everything is, is feeling good. That's always one mm -hmm. of those things you, you kind of wonder about until you, you get there. It's like, that oh, feels good, but I got to spend a night or two. 855-853-4802 uh, right. is our phone number here at uh, Real Ghost Stories Online. I actually do have a horror story to share uh, about this place, but in a not about this place as in anything to do with this place, but um, someone who is in our vicinity uh over the last week we'll uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit uh let's go to our first story of the night it says hello i first want to say that i love your podcast it uh, makes my workday go by so much faster on to my story i used to clean buildings for a living and one of the buildings was a catholic school called villa Teresa in oklahoma city my niece worked with me and on our first day there we both had a very eerie feeling just looking at the building. We did not have to be there until later in the evening after all the kids and teachers were long gone. Within our first week, we started hearing noises like kids laughing, toys making noises. We get chills in certain parts of the building and could swear we were seeing things that couldn't possibly be there since the building was empty other than her and myself. We'd always start cleaning on the top floor and work our way down. I'd start at one end and her at the other, each doing about eight rooms, then meeting in the middle to finish up. The bathrooms happened to be on my end of the building, and I always got chills going into the boys' room. I'd try to get in and clean and get out as soon as possible. One day after I'd finished, I heard the bathroom stall doors open and shut, and the toilet started flushing one after the other. 
I went to look to see if maybe my niece was just trying to scare me, but there was nobody in the bathroom. As soon as I walked in, all the running water stopped. I ran out into the hall and my niece was at the other end, walking out of a classroom that she had just finished cleaning. She looked at me and could see the terror on my face. I did not tell her what had happened because I knew she would want to leave right then and there. A few days after that, she was cleaning a room and said it was cold in that room and that was not normal. This was an old building and it was summertime, so the AC would be turned off when school let out. We were finishing up that night. We took the trash out. She saw movement in a window from the corner of her eye. She told me to look and I saw a curtain being closed and a pale white hand moves out of the way. We could not believe what we had seen. There was a big cafeteria and because of the size of the room, we would uh, like uh, each sweep and mop the room together. My niece on one side of me, me on the other always next to each other, mopping while walking backward. We noticed one more than one occasion that there would be small footsteps on the wet floor when we'd finish, and the door to the kitchen would have small handprints. One thing I'll never forget, I was cleaning the girls' room downstairs, and I was walking out. One of the stall doors swung open and slammed shut. My niece was standing next to me, and we both screamed. We wanted to leave, but decided to just hurry and finish and get the heck out of there. About 20 minutes later, I was sweeping the stairs and I heard a woman say, quickly, I got chills and I froze in my tracks. I guess she did not like that. I had stopped cleaning because I heard her again, but this time she yelled. I said, quicker, please. I was so scared. I just dropped the broom and we locked up and left. Those are just a few of the creepy happenings in that school. It has since been shut down and is just an old, I think haunted, abandoned building now. I hope you enjoy my story. Have a great day. And keep up the awesome podcasts. There's something about being in a school when it's not active, when it's not class time, that is creepy. It's comfortable and it feels yeah. like a memory of childhood when you're there when kids are in class. But when there's nobody there, it's like, this is just weird. It's like churches, too, had that same feeling. I know. As soon as you said the schools, I thought churches, too. Yeah. Just there's a... Like not if I think I think I'd be cool with it if it was a brand new school, I wouldn't have that feeling. Mm -hmm. But those old ones, there's just something about them, and there's so much history. Sure. In those buildings, anyway, and so many things have happened within those walls. Mm -hmm. But then it's funny because when you're talking about being in the bathroom and the toilets flushing one by one, mm -hmm. I'm like that sounds so. It's so like a kid to like oh, watch this and flush all the yeah. toilets one by one. So, I mean, it sounds super mischievous, but then there's that old like superintendent principal lady. He's like, quicker, quicker. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it has all the elements of the school, but on the other side where right. you have the superintendent like and still having school there every day. Yeah. And in some ways, you look at that and go, well, that that's good. You know, they're being cared for. And the other, could you imagine being stuck in like third grade for eternity and every day it's just the same stuff? My, I, my teacher was Mrs. Rumbaugh. I couldn't imagine being with Mrs. Rumbaugh every day for eternity, <laughs> singing this land is your land, this land is my land, instead of the national anthem, because the lyrics were better. <laughs> It's great. It's great that you had that opinion. And uh, then just uh, let's do it, kids, because the lyrics are better. Every day. Wow. The National Anthem, not on Mrs. Rombaugh's watch. Wow. But, you know, here in my town, like a lot of those older school buildings have been renovated mm -hmm. and they've turned them into super cool apartments. Sure. But 
I'm like, no way could I live in it. Because when I was looking for a place mm-hmm. um, before I bought this house, I was thinking, well, maybe I could rent someplace. Yeah. So one of my friends is like, there's some apartments open in, in my old school building. And I'm like, super hip place to live. But I don't think so. Yeah. No there's, way. Yeah, no I, way. I couldn't do it. It's like in living li- with a name like Sunnyside. I don't want to live there. It's like living in an old uh, hotel that is now apartments too. There's a lot of stories connected with that. Even in, I know in Wichita too, where it's like, yeah, that's very, very haunted. But it was once the local, you know, the big special hotel, and um, that's another location. I just I couldn't do. Uh, there's just no, too much no. energy of stuff. I uh, years ago. Uh, I got had a chance, and I know I probably talked about this on the show before. Um, had a chance to go walk through um, a elementary school that was being torn down, uh, kind of near the radio station, and it was the elementary school which Dennis Rader, the BTK killer, uh, went to elementary school at. Um, I didn't really know that till after the fact, but I would drive by it every day on my way into work. And I always thought this is such a cool abandoned building. Cause I'm just drawn to that shit. And all of a sudden one day I see there's like a wrecking ball knocking the gym down. And I was like, Oh shit. Like if I ever want to get in there, I got to figure this out now. So I figured out who owned the building. I don't know how, uh, then I called and I just said, Hey, I'm not like anybody. I just want to go and and walk around your building and take pictures. I'm fascinated with um, just kind of urban decay and things like that. And um, just these shots of these old classrooms. I'm not going to sell them. I just want them for my own (laughs) collection of weird shit. Um, And he's like, yeah, just uh, go and ask the foreman for a a hard hat and uh, just be in the part of the building that's not being torn down. So I stayed in the part of the building that was not being torn down as they were tearing down the other side of the building. Uh, Literally wrecking ball going through classrooms and I just stayed on one end and I took a whole bunch of pictures and it was neat. I remember those pictures. You had some really cool shots. It was so neat. And there's creepy. Yeah. Super creepy. There's so many really cool. There's so many things that I, I found in that building that, you know, were just staples of, of childhood that you look at and you just go, Oh my gosh, I can imagine all the eyes that were on that every single day. I walked into one room and there was like the speaker that would have been up by the door where the announcements were coming through. And you just think this thing fell to the ground, but just think of all the people that this is in their memory, in their mind of seeing this on a daily basis. I found the balance beam in the kitchen, uh, the balance beam when you're like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, that's covered in shag carpet. And then you walk across it, and that was just sitting there waiting to be destroyed. Um, there was hopscotch boards that were into the asbestos floor. There were just so many things that were just like, these are like people's memories. This is what they were. They will have with them forever. And I'm the last one that's going to see any of this um, intact because the next thing is a wrecking ball after me. It was just weird. Um, I did, I, I walked away with a door s- number sign. I think it's like number two or something. I have it in a box, but that was like the one memento I took just as the memory of going. See, I think that. that's crazy. Like, why would you take that? <laughs> I know <laughs> I was kind what of on thinking I was kind of hesitant, but I've had it for probably 10 years now and nothing's happened. So I really so wanted far. to take, like, I wanted to take the speaker, the, the, the one, the announcement speaker, but I didn't, I didn't grab that. Um, so, and I said, I wasn't going to take anything, but I'm sure they don't care if I grabbed a door sign, but it was just kind of neat. It was a creepy, creepy experience. 
Tony Felony Brewski. Yeah. Well, I got my permission, so it wasn't a felony. So that's that's why I don't go do that randomly because I'm too afraid and it's too hard to get permission. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Our next uh, story says, hey, guys, I've been listening to your podcast for a while. My name is uh, Louis. I write in from Brazil, from a city called, uh, Tony, you'll never have to pronounce this. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. I really enjoy listening to the stories that you share, and I decided to share some events that happened here in the house that I live in. To start, I'd like to know if there's a room in your house that makes you feel uncomfortable. I know that this is a weird question, but it is the point of what happened to me. So in my case, the place I feel uneasy in my home is my laundry area. To set the space for you to better understand, I live in a relatively small house here in Brazil. Entering it, you have a living room with a door on the other side that leads to the kitchen, which is long. And if you walk through it, you reach a corner. Returning right, you reach the laundry area. To simplify from the kitchen's door into the laundry area, the format is often an L letter, being the corner of this L visible from the kitchen's door. Sorry for taking a little long in this description, but the kitchen and the corner in the specific area are key points for what happened to me. First event happened when I was 14 years old. Today, I'm 29. One night, I had a dream that I was at the kitchen's door. And on the other side, the corner, there was a tall man, all dressed in black. He was wearing a hat, also black, that reminded me of a scarecrow's traditional hat. When I made eye contact with him, I saw that his eyes were red and I felt extremely uncomfortable, feeling a crazy need for running away, but I could not move. He pointed at me and at this moment... I was able to run outside of my house. Well, I woke up the next day with a bad feeling, and since I did not feel comfortable in that area of my house, sometime later, months, I believe, because I was already 15, I was at my kitchen doing the dishes from the lunch, and I felt the ground be very soft. It was like I was over some quicksand or something. Brave as I am, I shouted to my mother, calling her to come and see it. I told her what was going on and moved to the corner of the laundry as my mother stayed at the kitchen's door on the other side. At that moment, all the tiles in the kitchen's floor cracked. Really, it was like air was injected under them, making them to expand and break into pieces. It was some crazy shit. I stood there frozen and my mother kept calling me to come to her. I took some minutes for me to get across the kitchen to get to her. We called a plumber and he said that no pipes passed under the floor, so it was not a leak that damaged the tiles. We changed them so my kitchen and laundry area have a different tile color. My mother and I reached an agreement that we knew that something that we could not explain had happened. Here's my family. We are incredibly open to the supernatural, so we accepted it. We did not talk about that at the time. We were like, okay, whatever you are, we've got it, but we can't leave this house so let's share this space without any problems situation did not help much in making me like uh, the house anymore on my part the last situation that happened to me my siblings and my mother had some other experiences in there too was years later the kitchen tiles event i was already 19 at college and at that time we got a dog one day i was cleaning the laundry floor with my mother and he mr bolinas because today he's an elder moody dog started barking very angrily to the corner of my laundry. It was as if he saw something that was there, but that, for us, was invisible. My mother told me, let him bark. They, animals, see things that we can't. Not that this statement made me feel un any more comfortable, but I accepted that answer and kept cleaning the floor. 
I still live in the same house and the laundry area is still a place that I personally dislike. I always avoid going in there at night. If I go, I have all the lights on and I've always have a feeling of be prepared for any shit. As I said before, my siblings also had some sights in that area, as well as my mother. My mother and her mother always said that they were more sensitive and saw it, experienced some supernatural stuff. In relation to me, I did not have any other experience there until today. We do not know much about the story of our house, just that my grandparents bought it for my mother when she got married. They had that house built, and before us, only one woman has lived there, and she never mentioned that anything weird happened to her at that house. Anyways, thanks for taking some time and listening to my story. My mother and grandmothers, both from my mother and father's side, have some interesting stories to share. I'll try to translate them and share them with you guys. Hope my English was okay and you understood what I was trying to share. Finally, I'd like to know your thoughts about it and if you have ever lived in a place that had some specific site or room that you did not like for an unnatural reason. There we go. Um, I, I don't think I... Nothing too much. You? Oh, God, yeah. I know you have, yeah. <laughs> I know you I do. Think, I think most houses I've lived in have had an area... Now, that said, this new house, I'm not feeling that. Yeah. It, like, basements kind of bug me. Yeah. And it's not always, but some, it's going up the stairs and it's dark. I just, I think is it just a weird feeling thing. Yeah. But most houses I've lived in, I have had a weird feeling connected to some area. A specific room. I think or... that's super common. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Now, what happened? What happened to that person isn't super common, but yeah. I do think having that area that's just a little like got to make sure that curtains closed tight, or mm-hmm. got to make you know sure the lights on or something. I remember the first house that, that I lived in when I was like up to the age of three, and I and I know we always talk about this too of like people don't have memories up to certain ages. I have tons of memories up to the age of three because that's when we moved from so this weird. house. And I, re- I don't remember anything before I was 18. Okay, that's a lie, but still. <laughs> I remember it vividly. And I remember I would ride my tricycle around this basement floor. And it was an older house, probably built around the turn of the century. So the walls were kind of like that rock concrete mixture um, of, you know, like boulders and stuff. But there was also what what would have been, I think, probably the old um, fruit cellar or vegetable cellar. And it was a separate room that was in the basement. And that room always kind of freaked me out. It was a little weird. I mean, it was so dark and dank and bizarre, but I had no problem just like tootling around that basement, which looked like the basement from home alone. But that that cellar, that extra door, that extra room, whatever, always kind of gave me the chills. But that's the only part I can really think of in many houses. It's interesting. I have a lot of mystery involving my parents' house that they currently live in. Because just looking back on on the history of that neighborhood in general, there's a lot of bizarre death. There's a lot of weird stories that have happened there. And the lot that they live on has had several house fires. Um, One naturally occurring, another a car veering off the road and plowing into the house causing the fire. And... There's interesting pieces to the um, the structure of the house. Uh, the The main structure that they live in, 
part of it was the basement of one of the homes. And you can see like the old carpet tile inlay or the maybe it was a linoleum floor or something of that nature, tile inlay that was once there. Um, part of the attic has char marks on it because that was part of the house that got burned and now it's just part of an attic. And there's an outbuilding in back that has these weird window spaces on and some kind of weird walling in there that's half-assed done. And I think that was part of another house. And there's just so many weird things. It's along a creek. There's some very interesting rock form, not necessarily formations, but rocks that were moved and placed by people for uh, trading and things over the course of history um, with uh, Native Americans and settlers going through there. There's a lot of weird, interesting stuff. And I'm trying to, I, I was trying to dig into it a little bit um, last summer and then we got kind of sidetracked, but um, there's just. Do your, do your parents feel anything creepy? No, no, they don't feel anything creepy, but um, I, 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 there's, even I in the woods in some areas kind of feel that way. I think others may feel that way, not necessarily at their house. I don't have any ghost stories. I have nothing growing up in that house that made me feel off or creepy but it's just it's like i i've learned some of these facts over time and i've gone oh that's really interesting because i love old stuff and remnants of old stuff and some of these were like the house i grew up in. i was always kind of curious about so I'm, i want to dig into some of that more and i found like some of the original um, newspaper clippings of when the house burned multiple times um and the accidents and then I was just telling Jen about yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I was telling Jen about some of the other stuff in the neighborhood that has happened. And she's like, that's a lot of like death in like one small area. I'm like, really? Because to me, it, I mean, I don't know. I guess it felt normal because I didn't know any better. But I don't know. There's there's some mystery there. There's some uh, very interesting house that's not far that is constantly popping up on message boards as being a very spooky looking house. Uh, I've investigated information on that, but it's not. But it's um, it's an interesting uh, little uh, little sect of land when I look back on it, and and I love every bit of its creepiness because it's just it it, it made me. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Uh, let's go to this caller. If I can get it pulled up here, give me one second. Cause of course, when I try and pull it up, then you get the little pop-up message just in time. Let's go to this call. Hi, to your story. Hey, Tony. Okay. I, I, I'm afraid actually to even talk about this. I grew up in Gladwin, Pennsylvania, which is outside of Philadelphia in a house that was originally built in 1688. And every year as a child, I, now mind you, I was born in 1960. But on September 11th, 911, there would always be four or five guys running out of the house saying, we've got to get down to Brandywine. We have to get down to Brandywine. I never figured that out. Um, I, I knew what they were, and I accepted them for what they were. It's just where I grew up. It's old school Pennsylvania. And then all of a sudden, 9-11 happens in 2001. Um, it, it, 
I don't know. It's very ironic. It's not even ironic. But these guys, there were four guys, and they were always saying, we have to get to Brandywine. We have to get to Brandywine. And they would run through the house. And basically, it scared the shit out of me when I was a young one. But as I got older, and it happened every year, every year it would happen. Time clock, it would happen. Crazy stuff. But uh, I learned to accept it. And then 9-11 happened. So I looked up the Battle of Brandywine. Sure enough, 1777, September 11th. That's when the Battle of Brandywine happened. And it happened down in Delaware County, where I was in Montgomery County, just north of there. But it, it uh, just weird stuff. And, and these guys are saying, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go. It, it's almost like it was a warning to me. And I never picked it up. I never picked it up. Just stuff stuff you know how people might try to tell you things and you don't get it until you get it oh man just things anyways guys I love the show and I've been hooked now for about the past three months and that's my story and I'm sticking to it and by God it's the truth that's just how it is. You know, take care. Bye-bye. I don't know how I would deal with that happening every single year. At least it's somewhat predictable. But as far as it being a warning of 9-11, I, I, I think he may be looking further into that than, than really what it is. I mean, that could be coincidental. Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, it's well, just there was a very high energy day on September 11th whatever year it was that that battle took place. So there, of course, could be remnants of that, that version of, of September you know, I missed, 11th. I missed something in that story. Yeah. It was, so the people were running through the house like it was like ghost people running through the house? Yeah, I think I, I took it almost and, like as soldiers being alerted, like we have to get to Brandywine. I was like, was it... Like ghosts, or was it like his brothers going? We have to get to Brandywine. No, it, it was ghosts. It was like, but it was okay. as clear as day that suddenly these people just erupt through the house, and then, which would be a very big moment, you know, of of energy right there. That moment when that did happen, and for oh, whatever reason, yeah. that's what's replaying. Um, especially where he's able to say it was on this date and all that. I I don't think it's connected into 9-11 of 2001. I think it's 100% connected to the 9-11 of whatever year that battle took place in. And, you know, because it, it, he well, said yeah, it was... because at that time, think what 9-11 meant to those people. Exactly. And and he said that this was happening prior to uh, 2001. So I, I, I don't see it as any way of like a trigger or extra energy that was added. I just think it was its reflection of that, its own respective date in time. And yeah. it just happens to be on that very specific day. So, but creepy story. Still creepy. Yeah. Super creepy. Completely. So my horror story uh, over the last week, and really for the most part, I have to say this this has been a fairly smooth move. Uh, I've gone through some nightmare ones, 
And this has not been that. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy about that. But it was one of those things that just pissed me off so much. Um, I, I handled it pretty well, I think, compared to how I think maybe I would have used to handled it. But um, <laughs> proud of you already. <laughs> exactly. It's working well. The new meds have worked. Uh, so <laughs> I'm being serious, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, th that's that's the fun part. <laughs> Um, so, uh, movers come and go and, and they were okay. Uh, they dropped our kitchen table and broke it and a chair. And then the moving company is like, well, we do six or 60 cents on the dollar. That's the law. And da, 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 da. even though prior to it, they're like, you know, something small breaks, we'll, we'll, we'll make it right. And they're like, nope, we're not going to do it. Um, but here's what happened. Uh, for the most part, the guys were fine from what I could tell. Next day, I'm sitting in my office and I have a very few items in my office that I had brought myself. Uh, I actually rented my own second U-Haul for stuff that I don't trust the movers with because that's the kind yeah, of... That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, that's just how we are. Um, so I uh, did that, brought it all to my office, and I knew exactly what I had in this one box to a T. Uh, one of the items was Harper's, my daughter's Nintendo Switch. Um, and I knew exactly where it was. I had seen it earlier in the day uh, of one of the days that the movers were here. And I was even contemplating going and getting it set up for her if I had some free time. But I, I knew where it was. It, it was in that specific place for a reason. Well, the next day, she's like, hey, can I get my uh, switch? Like, yeah, it's right over here in this box. We go there. Just the holders there. Switch is gone. And... I know that is where it was. There's no question in my mind. And I dump the box out. I go through everything because there's cords and remotes and everything in this box. And I go through everything just to be completely sure because I know it would not have gone anywhere else. Um, and she didn't even know where it was to, to get it. Uh, so the only other people in the house at the time, movers, who had gone in and out of my office several times this box was exposed. Somebody lifted the damn thing. Because right now, as we record this, you can buy them. I mean, they're they're hard, they're impossible to find at the store. To be honest, oh, um, so that yeah. pisses me off. So online, they're going for like five, six hundred bucks a piece. Um, so somebody probably knew that they saw it as an easy target and grabbed it and thought, "I'll make more selling this than I will in a week of doing this job." Uh, the the moving company did uh, compensate me for what the retail cost is of of what this product, the, the Switch is, assuming you could buy the retail product. Um, it's like, if you want to buy one right now to replace it, it's twice as much as the retail cost. Right. So I give them credit for that, but it's still like, Harper saved up her money for like half a year to oh, buy that thing. Oh. And it was a big deal. And it was, we really were, it was when we were working on learning how to save uh, our money and that sort of stuff. And she saved it and she did a great job saving it. And so it was really disappointing seeing that happen. So daddy's working as quickly as he can to get another one because they're, uh, like I said, nearly impossible to get your hands on at a remotely reasonable price. But yeah. But everything else seemed to go okay. Sorry, that happened to you. <laughs> but everything else seemed to go okay. And, you know, I didn't even notice it until the next day. But still, it's just like, really? Just when I thought we had a fairly, you know, you broke a few things, move, but that happens, you know, then I you have that. But, you know, 
it is what it is. So that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the program, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person in EPP. You simply go to ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Five bucks a month gets you access to all the bonus content and so much more. Keep us on the air. Check it out. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes, rest and recharge, work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app day or night and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the Home Advisor app today to get started. Hope everybody is doing their best right now as we're going through this crazy time in our world. I'm Tony Bruski, host of Real Ghost Stories Online. Wanted to invite you and let you know about our other brand new podcast that we just launched, Help Kill the Time for You. It's called The Dark Side of Wikipedia. It's about true crime and dark history. We dive into some of the strangest, most disturbed minds and experiences from our history and examine their story, their Wikipedia entry, and then discuss the cases, the individuals, and the psychology of the events as we go through each and every story. Some of our first episodes include Ed Gein, the BTK killer, the new London school explosion, Amityville murders, Richard Speck, Amelia Dyer, the General Slocum disaster, Jeffrey Dahmer, and more. New episodes every single week. Check out Dark Side of Wikipedia. Search it. Subscribe wherever you download podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. It's available now with new episodes every single week. Dark Side of Wikipedia. Search and subscribe today and stay safe out there.